This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hi everyone, happy Monday and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Batty Ice Media. I'm your host, Matty Ice, and it's a wonderful day. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, or maybe just a few weeks now, I talked about my weight loss journey, or at least my relationship with food. And then I followed that up with a little episode about eating healthy, making better choices. Uh, but one thing that I've heard, at least in terms of feedback about the show lately, is that um, there's a lot of people who listen who feel connected by some of the stories that I've told by getting a little deep and a little personal. It's really touched them in different ways because I think what I'm learning and I think others are learning is that many of us share the same experiences in a different way. We're very similar to one another. And I think people have been listening to the stories I've been telling and my perspectives and have connected to that in some way. And when thinking about the content for the show this week, I wanted to do something that was continuing on that theme that was personal. And I was thinking about what I had already done in the realm of the personal episodes. And that episode that I did about my relationship with food, I mentioned how I discovered athletics, specifically running. And I thought to myself, that's a great way to sort of break into, you know, what, um, you know, what, what that did for me and the personal connection that I, you know, have, have um, developed with it and what it's done. When I was going through my weight loss journey, I was really focused on eating. I was focused on the emotions and sort of trying to figure out why I had let things get so bad. But after about, I don't know, eight months of eating better and doing exercise, like I wasn't not exercising, but I was doing more traditional exercises and I really didn't have a love of anything in particular. I was just trying to do whatever I could to be as active as possible so that I could, you know, continuing uh, to lose weight. But it was in the fall of 2010 when a friend of mine asked if I wanted to do an endurance race. And at that time, when I when I use the word endurance, I mean it was a 5K. And I really wasn't a runner. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, I'm sure that many of you have heard this or some of you may have even said it. But you say, I'm somebody who will run when I'm being chased or some people will not even run when they're being chased. I was one of those people. I didn't uh, have a connection to running. I didn't find it enjoyable. I think it probably goes back to when I was in gym class in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and we had to do the mile run, and I was always really bad at it. And I had a gym teacher, I think it was in seventh grade, who uh, gave me a D in gym because I didn't run a 10-minute mile or better. Um, I was always a, a chunky kid growing up. I was in husky clothes when I was a, a young kid, like seven, eight, nine years old, and I never really was athletic. I played sports. I played basketball, soccer, baseball, but I was always the, on the chunkier side. I think it was just my genetics. And I think that scarred me from running. I think that experience, even though it was so long ago, um, I think I sort of wrote off the idea of running because it was the first time when I felt, I don't know, like rejected for being uh, non-athletic or being chunky. And my parents didn't make a big uh, deal about whether I was athletic or not. They were more interested in me participating making friends, uh, learning sportsmanship, learning teamwork, and learning really how to sort of balance all of the responsibilities in my life. That was really what they were concerned about. So they weren't pushing me to be athletic. They wanted me to just be active. They wanted me to be inclusive. And that was what I was doing sports for. Uh, but as I got older in high school, uh, I sort of 
was talented out, if you will, of sports. Obviously, high school sports is a different animal. Uh, I went to a private school, so uh, you know they, there was some recruiting going on. So it was impossible that I was ever going to get at any of these sports teams, even if I, I really tried. And so I blissfully went on, even in college. Um, you know, I started to do a little bit of uh, you know fitness work in college, running on the treadmill, running on the track. But I, something I still didn't like, and it really hurt my knees. So fast forward to to 2010 when I'm being asked if I want to do the Warrior Dash, which I don't believe that's still a thing anymore. Um, it was back then, and it was for a long time. But I think that concept, or at least that that company, has has gone under, and I th I don't think they do that anymore. Um, I have no idea what they're doing in the time of COVID, and I'm so glad that uh, my you know endurance racing days, or at, at least that part of it, is behind me because I would be. Uh, lost without being able to train and, and do races in in these times during the pandemic anyway so i was really nervous i said yes and i think because i was uh, in need of a challenge i really needed to do something different think outside the box and it was somebody that i was comfortable doing it with it was a friend i knew i could trust even if i wasn't in the best shape you know there was going to be no judgment there he was a former smoker uh, and he was coming off of quitting smoking so we were sort of in the same boat both of us giving up vices and trying to be a better um in better health so i i needed to figure out whether i could run or not and i started on the treadmill i started to walk and i started to to run and i'm going to tell you the first time sucked it absolutely hurt i was winded wheezing just sore i, I could not have felt more lost and I am not somebody who likes to fail and be bad at anything. And we, we will talk about that in another episode. That is certainly something that could take us probably a week's worth of shows to talk about. But it was not my, in my comfort zone whatsoever. But I kept going and I kept going. And I tried to work up as much as I could. I tried to work up to running a mile inside. So I did. And then I realized that I, well, I had to go outside. And boy, the first time I went outside was actually funny in retrospect because it was a, um, a lap around the building that I worked at, that my place of uh, employment. It basically was about a mile around uh, the building. So I could barely make it that way. And I was so defeated at the time because I thought, well, I could do this inside. Why can't I do this outside? And it was then that I learned that running outside terrain elements and everything, it was a different animal than running inside. And I sort of focused my attention on doing that. So it, I made it my goal to be able to run one time without stopping around the building. And eventually I got there. And then it became two. And then it became three. And fast forward to that, that fall, and I did the Warrior Dash. And it was one of the most fun experiences to date I had had. Uh, the feeling of accomplishment that I had upon completing it and then looking at my time and it being way faster than I thought it was and that's including obstacles it was really encouraging and it really opened up a um this this light inside of me and I needed to explore it so I decided that I wanted to do a 5k for real and I picked a turkey trot my mom was here and I did it and it was again like it was hard but it, it was a feeling of accomplishment and it was the first time not gonna lie the first time that when I ate a dinner I felt like I'd earned it and I didn't even know at the time how few calories retrospective to what I was eating it was but it was the feeling of I ran a 5k today and I didn't stop to walk and I did it from start to finish and it was my accomplishment and I just I, I 
I mean, I, I couldn't believe that I was able to do something. And then when that time came in, it was faster than I thought it was going to be. And it built something. It built the foundation for what ended up happening. So I decided I'm gonna do a 10K and I signed up for one. And I remember trying to train for it and thinking that there was a point from point A to point B in, in, on the compound that I work that was I thought was a mile. And I said, I've got to run to and from three times to get to six miles. Well, it wasn't a mile, but I still did it anyway. And I remember the first time I did it as practice and it was like, I thought I was gonna die, but I did it. And then I did the 10K and I completed that. And I completed that in about the same time as the 5K. And I thought, well, if I can do that, then what's next? So I, I, I started escalating. I did a 10 mile run that, that following spring. Um, and I did my first half marathon in the fall of 2011. And that was such an interesting experience because there were 10 miles felt different because it was double digits. And I remember my friend at the time who was a former roommate of mine, you know, came to, to be there at the end. And um, I could not believe that I had summoned the will and the physical endurance to, I say run, I mean, it was a 12 minute mile, but getting from point A to point B, that was 10 miles uh, and doing it successfully. And what I learned and this is the key that that opened up so many different things for from then on is that running was special to me because it was something that I had full control over. All the team sports that I played were great because you had that camaraderie. You had the ability to to learn different elements of sports that I think are important and I think that you know manifest themselves in other ways in life. The idea of teamwork, you know, uh, fair play. Those things do come in handy when you're in the workforce or even when you're in real life. But the training, the the accomplishment, it was all mine. It was an individual sport to the highest order. And the feeling of accomplishment that I got from it was unprecedented compared to anything I'd ever done. Because all of my schoolwork, uh, you know, all of those accomplishments, there was somebody along the way who was helping me, whether it was a teacher, whether it was my parents, uh, you know, a fellow classmate. There was somebody that I could lean on to sort of help me through that. When I was running, I was on an island. I was all by myself. And if times got tough, I had to be the one to summon that. Nobody else could do it. Nobody could make my legs move for me. And I remember, I think it, I wanna say it was maybe that winter, like the, the winter of 2012, uh, like January. And I wanted to do something big. And I was sitting at home and I think I had gotten Netflix like in 2011 and, and just been blown away by how much content there was. But a um, friend of mine had told me, hey, there's a movie that you should watch. It's called Spirit of the Marathon. And, uh, you know, a marathon was was something that was like so foreign to me. Like when I would watch it during the Olympics, I would think, oh, you know, there's no way I could ever do that. Like that just sounds ludicrous. And the fact that these people can do it is just ludicrous also. Like they're just, you know, um, crazy physical specimens. So I watched this movie and it was a movie about, I think five or six different people and their journey in getting to the marathon start line and then ultimately the finish line. And listening to each person talk about their journey through it, it made me realize that one of the things that I didn't appreciate up until then, despite all of the accomplishments that I had had, you know, in these different um, distances was that it was the journey that was the true gift and the journey of making it through that your transformation that you take from the first training run that you do to the last steps that you take across the finish line 
was really the prize. Like at the end of it, they give you a medal and you get that satisfaction. But it's a satisfaction of completing a journey that takes time and it takes effort. And it's something that you control. It's a personal journey for you. And that's what I realized is that I needed to make this a personal journey for myself. I needed to do the biggest accomplishment. And I know that there are endurance races that go beyond the marathon. I get that. But in terms of our, most people, we're doing, you know, we're not doing marathons. But if you're a runner, you know, a marathon is like the ultimate goal. Because I'm going to tell you, it's not two times as difficult as a half marathon. It's a completely different animal. And it takes so much of your physical strength, so much of your mental strength, and you have to reach into the bowels of yourself to find out who you really are. And I didn't know that as I started. So I went big. Uh, there are four like majors, you know, they use that uh, in golf and in tennis, but there are majors uh, for running uh, across the world. And the Chicago Marathon is one of them. Um, yeah, I think it's the Boston Marathon, New York Marathon, um, Chicago, uh, Chicago, I think London and maybe Berlin. So, but Chicago is a big race at the time it was 40,000 people. And I said, I need to do that. I want to do that. If I'm going to do this and it's going to be the only time that's got to be the one. So I signed up for it and I'm not going to lie. I was scared. You know, it was expensive, first of all, and it was traveling to a city I'd never been to, uh, doing something I'd never done, but I was ready and I did the training for it and I started and I just remember that I took it seriously but I also didn't understand how seriously I needed to take it but so I, I got to the end of it and the accomplishment in and of itself was great um, you know I started the race thinking to myself that this is the greatest accomplishment I'll ever have and while I, yes I've been married and, and have kids um, those to me aren't accomplishments. Those are, you know, life accomplishments that um, you, know, you want, that you choose to do. And this is something completely different. Like this is an accomplishment of mine. And as I was doing that race, you know, I thought about so many different things. But here's what happened. I got a little over halfway and my body broke down. And it was then that I realized that while I did take it seriously mentally, I didn't put the physical work in. And my body was letting me know that. My body was letting me know that while you did prepare, you weren't quite prepared enough. And I tell people that the marathon humbled me that day, humbled me to the point that my legs were spasming so much. My quads were spasming to the point where I could see it happening. And I didn't know what to do. I'd never experienced it before. The pain got so bad somewhere in like the mile 16 to 19 range where I literally had to pick myself up off the pavement. We use that phrase when we talk about needing to uh, get up from adversity. I literally physically picked myself up from adversity and had to get had to make it. I walked, I shuffled, I ran, you know, I did whatever I could. I was in so much pain afterward, like so much pain. But emotionally, I knew that I had done something that changed my life. And it did change my life. Because when I think back on it, when I think back on everything that happened in that five hour, five and a half hour span, that's how long it took me to do my first one. Everything happened. So many things in my life flashed before me because you have a lot of time to think. And you think about everything. You think about your life to that point. You think about the race until that point. But crossing the finish line, knowing that I had done this, that nobody carried me, nobody picked me up, nobody drove me, biked me, 
I did it with my own two legs and my own heart. And I knew that there was nothing I could ever, um, that, that could ever get to me again. And I, I, but I still felt an emptiness in a way because I felt like I didn't give my best effort. A little aside about me, um, I'm somebody who goes all in on a lot of things and especially things like this show, um, you know, my, my YouTube channel, uh, now my boxing work, my physical work, uh, and running was the same thing because I want to excel at things that I put my, my time into. Your time is precious. It's probably your most valuable commodity. Rarely at the end of people's lives do they think, I wish I had more money or more stuff. They always want, wish they had more time. And I knew that I didn't quite put the time in. I didn't, you know, value the effort that I was putting in. And I, it was an emptiness in me that wanted to do better. So a few months went by and I still loved running. And like I, I would go running and think to myself, well, I'm going to do another race. I'm going to do something. And I just, a competitive fire in me to compete against myself, uh, it, it ate at me. It got me. And I said, I've got to do another one. So you know what? I signed up for another marathon that was like six months later. It was in March of 2013. And I put so much work into it. I lost 20 something pounds. I had run like 700 and something miles. And that race was cathartic because it showed me what the true light at the end of the tunnel was. That the accomplishment of the journey, when you put all of yourself into it, was so damn worth it. Um, all of the training runs, I would think about how good it felt, how freeing it felt. And that's one thing I discovered along the way is I've talked about how I'm not a religious man, but I'm a spiritual man. And for me, those runs, like every run that I would do wasn't created equal. Some would feel like ugh, work, but those weekend long runs that I would do where I'd wake up early during the summertime, it would be just the sun would be just coming up. The birds are chirping. Sometimes there's a little fog and you start taking in your surroundings differently than you ever have. And I just would cherish a lot of those times because it would be just me. The, the worries of the world were gone. I could solve a lot of my problems and I became uh, in love with the, the process, the journey. And at the end of that race, when I, I shattered my previous marathon time by an hour, and if anybody is listening who's ever run in marathon, you know that going from one race to another that's five months apart and shaving an hour is exceptional. Like it's almost unheard of. And that's when it really started. I started to love the marathon because I knew that every time I did it, it put another stone on the foundation of my confidence, the foundation of my life. And in October of 2013, I was dating uh, my current wife at the time. And she was there to see me run the Marine Corps Marathon. So as my father, that was the first time he'd seen me do something like this. He was at a, uh, an 8K that I ran because he just happened to be in town. But I wanted him to be there for this because I said, you, you don't know what this is like for me. And having you there to see it, you'll appreciate it so much more. And that race hurt too because I was so prepared for that. I had probably one of the best uh, races to date that day. I was under an eight, under a seven, excuse me, under a nine minute mile. And I just felt so good. And I got to about mile 20 and my body broke down again. And I had been prepared for this. So luckily I got through it. Uh, I ended up having a personal best, but seeing 
her at about mile 19 seeing my father i only got to see them once it was a very crowded race from a spectator standpoint that was such an uplifting feeling but afterward i was toast turns out that i had a fever i didn't know and i broke the fever that night but um my wife looked at me because i couldn't walk she had to help me walk it's first time that's ever happened and she's like why do you want to do this again and i said it's just it's something i love and i did four more after that and she was there for all of them um my crowning achievement being the richmond marathon where i ran a four hour one minute um race i've always wanted to do an under four hour race and i don't know if that'll ever happen but um you know right now i'm dealing with some hip arthritis but uh, i went for my first run in over a year the other day and it was it was such a good feeling i missed it and you know why i miss it because i don't have anything in my life that is mine only that i'm working on i mean yes the show but my the, the success of the show is predicated on you the listener it's predicated on making sure that you are interested and you want to continue this journey with me with running it didn't matter how many people were out there i was the controller of my destiny and i miss that quiet time sometimes you know i miss that um that cathartic spiritual time and i know one day i will get it back one day i will be out there even if it's one more time i want to go out there and do it because it meant so much to my life when i found it 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 saved me to be honest um you know after the heart attack um i i knew that life needed a change but i never really figured out what i needed to get me through the rest of my life until i discovered running until i discovered that accomplishment and the love of the journey love of the process and today I, i'll look back on that fondly forever and it's changed the way i looked at, at so many different things everything is doable for the most part when i met cleveland and we started boxing training i'd never put a glove on in my life and i told him i'm a former marathon runner so i've got the physical stamina to do this and I remember he was still, he still is floored by how much physical endurance that I had. He's like, I just can't break you. And I said, I've been broken. Like the marathon broke me. Like when you have to figure out and negotiate your way through eight miles when your quads aren't working, then that's a long time. And you become so much mentally tough, so much more mentally tough when that happens. But I loved it. Um, for any of you listening who are thinking that there's something that you can't do in life, you can. I'm a physical embodiment of it. Nobody would have ever looked at me when I was failing to run a 10 minute mile in seventh grade and thought he's going to be a seven time marathoner and a 30 time half marathoner. Here we are. And that's who I am. And that love of the, of the, of the journey, that sense of accomplishment and that individual, um, you know, feeling of, of ownership of that is, is something that anybody can have. Look at your life, look at your dreams. No matter how old you are, your dreams can still be reality. They don't have to remain in la la land forever. So find something, I don't care what it is. Go out, figure out a dream, find a passion and make it happen because ultimately the only person that can make that happen is you and you're the only person that can own it. Thank you for listening this week. This was a little bit of an emotional uh, you know episode for me i hope you connected with it and if you ever want to know more about my marathoning past i'm more than happy to share that in much more detail uh please you know reach out to the show we want to connect of course email soulfully.casual at gmail.com uh instagram soulfully casual podcast and also check out 
uh, www.maddieicemedia.com for not only this show, but other shows on the network. Um, I hope you're having a safe and wonderful week. Stay safe, and I'll catch you down the road.